Welcome to Learning with Lisa, Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast with Lisa Navarra, award-winning educator, consultant, behavior specialist, author, and parent. This podcast provides support for school leaders, educators, and parents. We share and discuss evidence-based resources that are embedded in social and emotional learning to meet the needs of students who struggle focusing and learning. Teachers and parents find information and strategies to improve students' academic, behavioral, and social-emotional performance. It's time to turn kids from I can't into I can. Welcome to Student Success Beyond Expectations. Today, you're going to learn a lot of information just like every day. So remember to like and subscribe and share this information. Push it out there for all listeners to benefit their children. Today's topic is, is online learning good for your child? We bring Amy Buckley. She is the founder of Study Help. It's an online tutoring platform to be able to help students learn when they're at home or outside of school. She's going to provide five top strategies and approaches to help make online learning successful. And listen, it's the real deal here. Online learning isn't for everybody, but it's also really giving it a fair shot if you think that it's a platform that would benefit your child. So of course, you wanna be able to set up the strategies and approaches that are best for the learning style and the needs of your child. So hello, Amy, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me here today, Lisa, and welcome to my classroom where ah. we're recording this right now. We're live and it's the real deal. This is great. Nothing like a dedicated educator to then start her business to help students learn from elementary school through when they graduate. And that's what Amy and her team do over at Study Help. So Amy, can you tell us your number one for skill building leads to confidence because so many students these days have what's called splinter skills. You call those splintered skills holes in learning. Explain that to our listeners and how Study Help can assist with closing that gap. Right. So skills we know build as students progress through the grades. So they'll start something in elementary school and as the years roll on, it's building like a wheel or a snowball going down a hill. It's just building, 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 building. So it's creating the structure. And when students are missing pieces of that scaffolding of that structure, it creates a weakness in their learning and it makes them less confident in the classroom. It makes them feel like, oh, I'm not good at math or I'm not good at reading or I'm not good at writing when really has nothing to do with whether they're good at it or not. They just are missing the skills to be really proficient and efficient on their assignments and understanding of what they're doing. Talk to us about the students who know how to go roach and solve maybe a math problem mm -hmm. roach, but they don't really understand the fundamentals of that math concept. Right. So we can take fractions, for example. Sure. A lot of students have learned how to add or subtract, multiply, divide fractions. They can do it when it's 
positive or negative. They can do whole numbers with fractions, but they don't actually understand what a fraction is. So taking it apart, something I do in, with my students is we make s'mores because with a s'more, you can really see the fraction in terms of a graham cracker having four out of four or a Hershey's bar, which has 16 pieces. So when we create our recipes, it's something that they can touch, they can smell, they eat. <laughs> we talk about it. So it's, it's auditory. They can see it. So it hits all those those different senses for them and makes fractions more realistic. So today I was working with a student and the question was about if you had eight bags of rice and you wanted to break it up into each bag into fourths, how many smaller bags would you have? Now she could do the problem on its own, but she didn't really understand what that meant. So she could come up with the answer of 32, but she didn't know why she now had 32. So we were able to draw the picture out and make it so that she made that connection in her head with what that meant versus just seeing the number on the paper. Right. So now if she's out in the real world, she can explain the process or really what the need is, why this is happening. And it's not just a number on a paper to satisfy the answer on a test. Right. So teaching for understanding. That's number one. Okay. Mm -hmm. We want to teach for understanding. And Amy and her team, what they'll do is they will assess and see where those students at, see what the strengths, see what the weaknesses are. And then fill in those holes so your child will be able to not just perform and get the right answer, but understand and feel good about it. So that's number one, right? Teaching mm -hmm. for understanding so your child feels good about what they're learning. And they know if they're just saying, I have the answer or whether or not they understand it. Number two, let's talk about connection. Mm -hmm. Connecting with a teacher and a student online. So important for students in terms of feeling comfortable with the content is feeling like they've made a connection with their teacher where their teacher isn't judging them. It's a positive environment. And the teacher can bring in the students' areas of strength, their areas of interest, and build the skills using the things that are going to draw the student in. So like with the younger kids, a lot of them are really interested in Roblox, right? And they buy things on Roblox and they play Roblox. And I have learned a lot about Roblox that honestly, I don't really feel like I need to know other than to be able to connect with kids. Because if I can take a math problem and talk about it in terms of Roblox, well, I've got full attention at that point. And they want to tell me all about Roblox and how they're going to solve this problem and how they're going to buy the backpack for their friend in Roblox with their Roblox, Ro, Robux. I don't remember what it's called Roblox. in Roblox. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that is how we can really engage and connect them. And something that I have found 
is that when my, when the session ends, it's, it's not like, okay, great. I'm out of here, but they, the students want to keep talking to the teacher. They want to tell them about their cat or their baseball game or, you know, their wrestling match because they feel like, okay, this is an adult who cares about me as a person. And it creates a really a positive environment around learning. And we know that that can be really stressful for kids where they feel like, well, I'm just bad at school, right? Like I, I hate school. School is terrible. But in this environment, we have a very caring, nurturing adult. It makes learning fun and accessible and exciting. Number three, third approach to learning online that could help students to be successful would be how to focus the unfocused student. Mm -hmm. So there are some things you can do in terms of the environment in reducing distractions in your house. Don't have your child working in an environment where they have a sibling playing video games or mom's trying to cook dinner or, you know, some of our kids are very sensitive in terms of their auditory processing. If you have the washer or dryer going, these are things that are gonna bother them. So you might wanna get them some noise canceling headphones. You definitely do not wanna discourage them from getting the wiggles out while they're working. Um, there's different kinds of seating you can get if they wanna stand up and dance it out while they're working. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Kids do not need to be sitting quietly with their hands folded to learn. There's a lot of different ways to learn, but you just want to make the environment as conducive to learning as possible. Approach number four, keep moving forward with learning. Right. So this is <clears throat> something I would offer to parents too, who are working with their children at home on their homework. If a child gets stuck on something and it's come to the point of frustration, maybe there's tears, do not harp on that item. Move past it, find a different method, do something else for a while. So maybe they're stuck on math, maybe jump to spelling that they're good at, and then come back at the math from a different perspective so that they don't know, it's a little sneaky, they don't know that, oh, well, you're teaching them multiplication, right? So get out the, you know, maybe it's dessert time, get out the M&Ms. And, and that's a great way to do division or multiplication or addition or subtraction. Give us some parenting tips as number five, parenting tips. Parenting tips. One thing that's really important and I know for you and I in the classroom, we know this, but creating an environment where students feel like it's okay to make mistakes, that it's about trying. And I know a lot of people nowadays are like, oh, everyone gets a trophy. It's not about everyone gets a trophy. It's about giving children the space to make mistakes. Making mistakes are really important to learning they're as important as getting it right. 
And in the home environment, I think it's very easy for parents who are, have a job, they're trying to cook dinner, they're doing laundry, they're not there. Now they're helping with homework. So I fully appreciate the amount of stress that is on a parent because you love your child and you want the best for them. And sometimes I'm sure it has to be extraordinarily frustrating, <laughs> but trying to stay calm in that moment is so important to making your child feel like it's okay, that they can learn that this is part of the process because it really is. Those are our five strategies and approaches to help online learning work. Now, there's lots of strategies, but these are some really healthy ones that you could get started with. Remember, it's really all about knowing your child, whether or not online learning is for him or her. Mm -hmm. There are times when you might get a free session, just like Study Help offers, and you might say, you know what, this isn't for my child, and that's okay. Some of you may like online learning for your child for whatever reasons those might be. So these, in this case, would be different approaches and strategies you might want to look for. We mm -hmm. hope that this was helpful for you. Please join us for our next episode. And Amy, where can our listeners find you? Go to study.help on the internet. And once our page pulls up, there's a little button you can click. And you have the option of either emailing me or you can set up a consultation where we meet just like Lisa and I are now, and we can have a conversation about your child and how study help can help you. Fantastic. See you next time. Building those skills from the inside out to let the outside in. Thank you for listening to the Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast, where school leaders, educators, and parents meet on behalf of children who struggle with learning. To bring workshops to your school or organization, contact Child Behavior Consulting and get started with resources available at childbehaviorconsulting.com, Amazon, and teacherspayteachers.com for ready-to-use resources and children's books. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to review, subscribe, share, and give us a shout-out on social media.